2: Getting tired of talking about losses piling up. Don't like it one bit. But here we are, Twitter spaces. Hear from you guys. Interactions, what be what we do here on Gators Breakdown, and this is about the best way to do it. So, get you guys in here. You got a lot of my thoughts out there on social media, out there on Twitter. The last couple of days, of course, like yesterday's episode of Gators Breakdown. So this is about getting your guys' thoughts out there, more than the fan-based thoughts. I've seen a lot of your thoughts out there too. So uh, nobody's nobody's happy with where Florida's at right now. A lot, of, a lot of questions, a lot of questions about the direction of this program right now. So really all we can do is sit back, watch, see where this team and how this staff and team puts everything together to finish the season. I don't know. Ultimately, now of course we never want to see far to lose. Uh, I just don't know. Ultimately, you know, we'll feel, we'll feel better as long as the wins pile up the rest of November. Uh, but ultimately, you know, when you go and look back at this season, uh, the stretch that we just went through will will be the the main the main look back. Because not many of your people, you know, we'll we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. I think that's topic number one uh, from here on out as far as what this team can accomplish in in finishing out this season and giving you something to look forward to for next season. But I know the, the looking at it just from this year perspective, not all that, uh, not all that great for many of you out there. And I keep saying, you know, and I keep, I keep getting this. You know, well, a lot of people pick this team to be nine and three, eight and four. So what's the big deal? But it's not about the record. It's about how it looks. A blanket statement of yeah, I expected this team to be nine and three, eight and four, or you probably expected this team to lose to a lot better LSU team than they lost to. It. Probably didn't expect the uh, touchdown interception ratio to be as high. Probably didn't expect all the penalties. Probably didn't expect all the turnovers you probably expect the farmer to play good and lose in some, in a much better looking fashion, not to say losses are acceptable. But if you were picking, you know, nine to three, eight and four, credit to you. If you picked pick it to look like this, even more credit to you. I just don't think many people predicted that. All right, here we go. Let's get started. James Jones in here. Good morning, James, good morning. Hey, hey man, how are
1: you? Coolin', coolin', man. Uh man, I just came off a good homecoming, family homecoming. So I about there you go. Um, I actually had to catch up on the game Sunday. And um, yeah, man, another another tough loss, man. Another tough loss, man. Uh I'm I'm on the side of with Anthony Richardson, let him ride it out still. Um, you no, know, I mean, like that, that game was literally decided in those last two minutes of the game. Uh, I'm not really, I don't, it's, it's kind of easy to say, you know, <laughs> oh, we should have started Emery winning, you know, just off those last two minutes. They oh, he, Dan should have started Emery. I don't think, he, I think the decision was made. I, not that, you know, em, you know, um, uh, I did see a few of uh, the th- this the stuff that I did see Richardson miss on far as like I think it was one third down in the first quarter where he missed that uh it was that blitz. Um yes. he, yeah, that one there. But you know, it's one of the things I'm like, huh, like, eh, because that middle linebacker was there. So it'd have still been a squeeze if he would have got it in there, but I guess maybe he could just threw it immediately over that bad boy and got it. Um, overall, I mean, with exception of those, those three bad plays, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really think that it was a, it was a like, oh my God, we shouldn't have started Richardson with a with a you know, that, you know, that, that fumble, that's one of those risks of that pile like that, you know, that, the, uh, the first interception, mm because um, I, I was reading comments and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, I know somebody's like, man, you can't be threading the needle like that. I'm thinking that it was like, you know, it was tight, tight. Was, coverage. Yeah, was, and he,
2: what's going on? Yeah, and it wasn't Yeah, and it wasn't much of threading the needle. He just didn't see that guy drop back in coverage. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 threw, he threw it where the blitz came from. That's what you're supposed to do. He missed that earlier in the game, went back to it, just never saw the defensive end on the other side drop back in coverage.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you know that that pick six, um, you know that that you know with that play right there, uh, maybe he could have came out and just threw it immediately over there. I was you know just
2: thought. Yeah, it was a little, just... yeah, it was a it was a way throw. You know? Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Um, coming to that second half, um, again you know maybe you know uh after that fumble, if he scores, I don't think nobody would say you know. If he doesn't get injured, maybe we score on that drive, and then maybe everybody thinks, okay, well, we okay with Anthony Richardson in there, because we never know, based on him getting injured on that drive, how the second half would win it would have would went. Um, but I, I, me, far as like, I I'm not ready to jump ship. Um, far as like with Dan, um, because it's one of I guess far as like since I coach ball, um. The, the the losses, I guess, since the losses could easily have been wins in my eyes. As far as I'm looking at it, I'm more so like, let me see, like, I got to see it go one more year. You know, I got to go one more year to then see like, you know, if that next year, if next year start off crappy, then I'm like, because next year I feel like it's it's a lot better set up that we should be a lot better. If that shit go to crap, then, then I'm like, yeah, that might need to go uh, uh you know part
2: ways, but um. Tell you and what, yeah, we, I mean, I, and, and I hate looking forward to this much already, you know, in November. But, but next year's schedule's tough. Whoa. So you know, we'll, we'll 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 know we'll you know we'll we'll know where Florida is. There won't be a lot of um, you know picking up on you know cupcakes early on. I mean, you got you got Utah to kick the season off. You got a probably improving Tennessee team. We already know about Kentucky. We already know about El- mm-hmm. Texas A and M as well. So I mean, we're we're gonna know. You know, there's there's not gonna be any second guessing of uh, of where this team is you you know who i'm disappointed in Cox
1: that, that, he, he was handling Cox man he is, oh oh my god man he just it just, it's like you know he's just like he almost it's, it's like it's 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 like he's just something that it's like an extra gear just missing to me with him it's like i can see the potential. And it's just like for some reason stuff just don't go through with him. But I, it, it went to defense fault. Their game, you know, they can't right. put it on defense. But man, that's one player that I've kind of been disappointed in this year a little bit on the defensive side. But um, yeah, that game there, man.
2: Woo! We
1: got winning Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Yeah, I'd mean, I don't know if you, you know if you if you saw what I put on Twitter right before this, but you know, it's not a. This game didn't really tell us anything new you know mm-hmm. it didn't raise any it didn't raise any more questions it just further further cemented the ones we already had mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. yeah, and you mentioned quarterback, you know, that's kind of, you know, maybe a theme for to, to the episode tonight. Uh, I'll put it out there. We can talk about it here uh, as well, but I'll throw it out there on, on, on Twitter world uh, just to get a lot of people's reaction. But, of course, I am getting, well, yep, we should. Have started Richardson, told y'all he wasn't as good as what y'all thought he was and all that. And I, and I, and I knew that was going to come with it. And I, was a, I I mentioned it somewhere along the way that I knew that would come up. if mm-hmm. even, even if Florida didn't win the game, people expected uh, they, they wanted to – you know, say ha ha! I Told you so.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, was gonna, it was gonna be a uh, damn if you do, damn if you don't. If, if, yeah. if Emery came in there, pissed the bed. See, yep. we got to go with the younger talent. We should have been went with Richardson and let him go for the Georgia game, and then you know, vice versa. What just happened? Now we getting that. So this was gonna, this was a damn if you do, damn if you don't. Only, the only way was the only acceptable thing that was to come out was gonna be a win. Any loss, yes. yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's All it right, for man. Me. Yes, Sounds sir.
2: Good, man. All right. What's up, Manny? I think you can here now.
3: Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, man. Uh another uh, another summer Monday, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. listen, you know what? I I think you you actually um. You said it very well. There, There's nothing new about this. I guess what really does hurt, though, is just the way that it just all of a sudden went the other way, right? Um, I get it. You know, the talent right now on the field between us and them, it's not very comparable except for certain spots, right? But when all of a sudden there's like a momentum switch, you can literally see all the issues we have all season happen in the second quarter. Everything. Yeah bad turnovers, just, man. And then the only thing that gets me is they wait till Saturday to announce Anthony being the starter. So in my eyes, I'm thinking they had two weeks, right? So maybe they just went one week of normal practice. And then with all this stuff going on, well, just let Anthony play, just let Anthony play. Maybe Dan was like, you know what? Screw it. Hey, fans, you guys want him out there? Okay, here you go. Right. Like, like, I don't know if, if, if he just wanted to basically I say, you know, uh, you know, you guys want him so bad. Here you go. And <laughs> you're right. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I, Again, it's in a tough spot. Um, Again, though, I expected a little bit uh, more offensively. Right. Per se. I mean, we couldn't convert their downs. That's nothing new. Throwing picks. That's nothing new. You know, players on the sidelines just, you know, hands on their hips. have no idea what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I didn't even watch the game. I went to Orlando. Now I was at Disney, and I had my shirt on. And, and you know what? Listen, I had no expectations, man. Every single Georgia fan that walked by me after 4 o'clock was just giving me that smirk. So I knew it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't good at all, right? But, you know, and then at some point, some dude just walks up to me and goes, so, how you like that ass whoop?" And I'm like, how old are you? Because I'm, I, he goes to me. Well, I am less than twenty-four. I'm like, well, and you weren't born around nineteen eighty-one. So just leave me alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. But um, this is not the standard, man. Um, maybe we've seen the best of Dan, right? I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to say let's move on. If we have, you know, but if we got to do it, we got to do it. Maybe we've seen the best that Dan can bring, right? Maybe his job was to get us out of the hole with, you know. Um, with McElwain and all this stuff going on, but maybe this is the best that he could bring to us. And it's quite clear that it's not good enough, man. Yeah, um, yeah
2: that's kind of the theme that, you know, I had a well, you know, made sure, I, uh, a followed-out post that I put, you know, out there last night about, yeah you know, I thought Mola was the, the best hire that could have been made in, in 2018 to kind of dig us out of the hole that, that, that Florida was in. But at the same time, the realization that, if we want to, you know, we were just coming off the terrible butt whooping from Georgia in 2017. So we, you know, we knew right away what he was walking into. uh, And that recruiting was eventually going to have to catch up to what we knew we were getting in Mullen as a head coach back then. Um, And now recruiting has somehow found a way to get worse, even after all the success on the field, which, you know, we, tried to tell everybody that really wasn't going to help in recruiting. It uh, keeps your head above water a little bit, but it's not going to uh, be an ultimate factor for recruits there. Um, but, you know, you weren't able to capitalize in 18 and 19 after winning so many games and FSU and Miami being down. And that's kind of why we're at where we're at right now. Um, there's really no fans' butts about it. Uh, that's just really the reality of it. And, you know, it, it isn't, that's, that's what I hate about recruiting. Um should it matter as much? Probably not, but it does. You know, I I hate sitting here saying, okay, well, let's look at recruiting rankings and here's your top teams. Here's you, you already know the season how it's going to play out for the most part just by looking at recruiting rankings. Now, of course, those those same teams have to develop their players. They have to develop their four stars and five stars, or they're not going to be there. But they do. I mean, it's consistent. Yeah, Georgia hasn't won a title, but. In a way, they're helping keeping away from Florida winning one. Yeah, they may not win one, but the way they're recruiting it hurts Florida. So, you know, that's uh, another way to look at it. But, you know, I I wish it didn't matter as much. I wish there was ways to get around it. There are in other conferences. You you see it play in and play out. But in the SEC, it it matters a whole lot. And it probably matters more than it should.
3: But that's just the
2: uh, harsh reality of it.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, again, right, like this season, you know, I'm not sure how many had, you know, expectations, right? But you at least just wanted to see, you know, some type of improvement, you know, um, whether it's overall or at least to see what, you know, what could have been with Emory, which we kind of know what it is. Um, It just feels like too many ups and downs um, on the season, right? And so then when you have so many of those, there's not really a way for you to actually play consistent ball, right? It's like, you know, it's it's just one of those things that you know it, it's 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 not like the NFL, right? Where you're getting paid and you know what I'm saying you kind of know what's out there, you know. in collegiate, you got guys that are either getting ready for the draft or in the middle trying to make their name, or you have guys just trying to make the team. And it just feels like this season, Dan hasn't been able to find the right fold. Between here or, or or like there, to get everything you know at least going all at once, and you know, and, and, and like I had these fans that come up to me goes, well, tell me another team that actually had to play two number one ranked teams in the in the in the same season. I go, listen, I'm not trying to find an excuse, man, but at the end of the day, when you're in Florida and you got so many uh, like at, like so, so many things that are available. Right. And you're in the hot pot in the pipeline state and you got people like players that are being ranked that are getting just taken away from everyone around you. And then you're like, well, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's that there's no it doesn't feel like the players that we have right now are either getting motivated or they really just don't want to listen to their head coach anymore. Right. And the last thing we want is to lose a locker room and it just feels like it's just dead right now, right? So then where do you go from here? What? So then they'll come out. We're hoping, right, Dave? We're hoping yeah. that they come out against South Carolina and they put a 60-minute put a game together, and all that's going to do is, oh, well, where was this all season? Where? Uh, but, but it's like it's not about where was this all season. It's like where the hell was this from the beginning of every single game? <laughs> like, with, with like You know what I mean? And it's like. I don't want to beat South Carolina, you know, basically whoop their butts and then feel confident about it. No, I don't want to feel confident about it because in the games where we were supposed to be competitive in the games that we thought we could win, we've been losing. And that's unacceptable. All right, Dave, I'm gone, man. Thank you so much. All right, man.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks, Manny. All right. I'm trying to remember the order a lot of people came in here so I don't uh, overlook. Let's see. There we go. There. All right, a couple more at the end right now. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, man. How about you? Good. Hey, uh,
4: I'm I'm kind of was sweet. I want to keep Dan Mullen another year. I think Emory Jones or um uh, Anthony Richardson. I want to keep him in. You know, playing the rest of the year. Also, I think a lot of it was not on him. We don't have any fast receivers right now. None of them guys were able to get separation, um, and you know they were. It just it was what it was. I do think with the uh, Gibson and Smith and Isaiah Bond coming next year, with Richardson uh, having his second year, I think we're going to be a lot better next year. I do want to see Todd Grantham gone. I do want to see some of the coaches that are not recruiting to the standard gone. But uh, I do think Dan Mullen will get it done. I just. I mean, I'm. I'm. I, that's my take on it.
2: Yeah, you. But see, you're bringing up freshman receivers, and whenever we've seen, you know, a at least a group of them come in and make an immediate impact under, uh, under Mullen, right? Uh, now, no fault of his, just had pretty good receivers, you know. So right. it was always going to be tough for some true freshman wide receivers to come in here and and, and play over Ben Jefferson and and Trevon Grimes and Bryce Wayne and Josh Hammond. So you know that uh, that one there. You know, we talk about recruiting and guys playing early. You can't really complain with the way receiver has worked out up to this point. Uh, Right. So, um, you know, we'll see if that can make a a, a big difference in in looking at that. You know, and this game is really tricky as as far as that goes. You know, there have been receivers open a lot this year that never were thrown to, never even seen. Um, With this defense they were going against, it's going to look a little worse, Um, especially – Florida needed some long developing developing plays for explosives, and that was my worry uh, going into the game. Even with the quarterback change, it was can the offensive line hold up long enough for those explosives to happen, and of course they didn't. Uh, And that was uh, my biggest worry uh, going in. Yeah, uh, Richardson is a lot more explosive, but, You know, it's not up to him only to be more explosive. You got to have the time to do it, and it wasn't there uh, for for the most part. Not saying every mistake he made is on the offensive line or the receivers. Like I said, you know that uh, he he made his fair share of young quarterback mistakes as well. And like as I've said all along, if if we're gonna go to him, there's gonna be the ups and downs of it. We're gonna have to ride (laughs) ride or die with it, but. Uh, But, yeah, you're right. Um, You you definitely have – and not to compare everybody to a first-round pick, but you definitely don't have a Kadarius Tony type or somebody somebody they feel comfortable in using with that. Now, I think some of the – some of the ways you use Kadarius Tony, I think Jacob Copeland could replicate as far as sweeps, reverses, getting him more involved in that part of the game. But kind of talking to your point, straight strictly receiver, yeah, you know, they don't have that guy who can just consistently get open, get at the fir- get get at the first down sticks and make a move, and you know he's wide open. Uh, right. That's that's definitely a big portion of a lot of the offense we saw last year that definitely does not translate uh, to the offense this year. So, um, yeah, we'll see where and how they hit that recruiting. But, you know, very scary when you try to start to compare anybody to to Kadarius to Tony on this team.
4: Yeah, if we could hold on to Bond and Smith, them guys have track speed and they're big mm-hmm. and physical, um, I think we will be good for receiver next year. Jaden Gibson, he's not only big and, you know, big and strong, he's fast also. Um, and if we and then if we could pick up Evan Stewart, hopefully uh, the you know Nick can can reel him in to next year, and I think we'll be set. I tell you who I was impressed with. I went back watched tape. I was really impressed with Josh Bond. He yeah. he pretty much took uh, Jordan Davis out of the game. the The film that I watched, um, he wasn't able to you know get back there in the backfield very much. Josh Bond did a pretty good job, so I was excited about that.
2: Yeah, if people want to see more of that, I know. I think it was this morning. His dad shared uh, a lot of a lot of clips from uh, Saturday's game as well. So, but even more of that. There's some more of that out there as well.
4: Yeah, and, and if we can just get the you know change some of the coaches out. Todd Grantham's got to go. He's, I mean, I really was impressed the first quarter and a half. Had we maybe scored when we had a possession, maybe changed the momentum a little bit. We you know, or, or we could have went in. Halftime, three, you know, down three. It could have been a different outcome, but we just had too many critical errors right there. And once that team gets momentum, they 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 took it, the you know. Yeah, I think Georgia's very beatable. I hope Alabama beats them in the SEC championship, and maybe Michigan State or some of these other teams who beat them in the playoff. I do think they're beatable. Um, but uh, Kirby Smart said it in his pre- in his post game. You know, you got to always be recruiting.
2: Yep, that's the reality of it right now. That's, that's, where, that's where the Florida, Florida program is and, and how we're uh, looking at fixing that. You know, now yep. it's just now it's just about the timeline and patience or lack of patience and who needs to have it, who doesn't need to have it. So, um, you yeah, different ways, a lot, a lot of ways to look at uh, the recruiting aspect of it right now. And if you kind of want to, um, you know, wait and see what Mullen brings to the table in that regard, if it stays the same, nothing's going to change. Uh, if he's willing to change, what is the timeline? You know what? Uh, how how long do you have to wait for the changes to take effect? Uh, or you know, I think all the way to the other extreme because I still don't think Dan Bowen's getting fired. Um, you know what uh, what would be the the outcome of that if he's not willing to change, but he's also not going to be let go or anything like that? So right, but, um, there's so many angles and ways to look at this one.
4: The question is, who are you going to get to replace him? Uh, they've said, you know, ESPN said on there two or three times that he's one of the top three offensive minds in the country. And I pretty much like having an offensive uh coach instead of a defensive coach. So I don't know. That's all I got for today, Dave. Thanks, man, for listening.
2: Bye, right, man. All right, Yuri, I think you were next if you're ready to go.
5: Hey, what's up, Dave? How you doing, hey, man? man?
2: Good. How about you?
5: I'm good, man. And hey, man, I'm trying to figure out what's going on uh, with Gators right now. What happened with this season? Because a few year, I mean, a few weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about Florida being competitive uh, in the SEC. They play very well against Alabama, besides that first quarter. You know, The defense oh, played solid. You know, making stops and everything. And then we go going to lose. To actually had a solid game against Tennessee too, uh, for the most part, I would say. I think played, I think uh, pretty much well enough, I would say. But then go on to play Kentucky uh, was hard game to watch. Couldn't stop LSU. I mean, at all. Like, could. And in, in, when, it, when it came to LSU game, I think it was mostly defense, in my opinion. It was just like yeah. couldn't stop the run, man. Just consistently for like four quarters man and then and then obviously you know as far as Georgia just couldn't get anything going I feel like just got dominated and give Georgia credit I think they're a really good team right now maybe Florida fans don't like to hear it but they defense as dominant as they have ever been you know as I ever remember them so I think they can go all the way so give them credit where credit is due but I'm trying to figure out how we regress that much you know and and what's next because clearly we were better in september defensively i'm talking i'm not i'm I'm not even talking i'm just it's the eye test man i'm not even talking about everything all the different aspects of the team i'm talking about just defensively and loan. how can we regress so much within month and a half man just want to get your thoughts
2: uh yeah, it's a good point. You, you let seasons play out, and um, what you see early season, you know, that gets put on film. And a lot of teams start picking up on what you can do, what you can't do. Uh, as far as defense, and, and honestly, it kind of does go through the whole team. Just it, it is just inconsistent. Uh, like you know, this past game, I thought the defense played as about as well as it could versus Georgia. Um, but that was a game after they looked like they just didn't know what they were doing on the field. Uh, and, you know, there's a, a level of consistency there. And that, to me, it always falls, but that, that part does fall back on recruiting uh, a, a bit. I hate to keep going back to it, uh, but I think a certain level of recruiting brings you a certain level of consistency. And that's that's always been my biggest part of recruiting. Um, it, you can afford – Even if you're a little inconsistent, you can afford bad days just because you can out talent most people. Uh, And Florida's not at that level uh, right now, Uh, and uh, you're going to get the. I mean, that's also you know go back to the Kentucky game, Uh, and you know there's your there's your defensive performance again where it's pretty good. Uh, But you could always kind of count out and look at some of the warts on defense this year, saying I mean, you go back and you mentioned the Tennessee game. Tennessee had a lot of opportunities to take advantage of a Florida defense. They just couldn't, whether it be drop passes or mysteries from the quarterback, the plays were there for Tennessee. Uh, you just was, was glad at the time Florida got away from them or got, got away uh, with the mistakes that they were making. hoping they saw the mistakes and say, okay, well, that's not going to happen again. Uh, but it's just, you know, you had, you had Elam go down with injury. Um, and at the same time, you didn't think the way Florida was playing at that time. It really made that much of a – or, you know, had an effect because it came at the right, right, right part of the season, uh, for, for one thing. You played a Kentucky offense that would rather run than pass, you know, and it really wasn't the passing attack from Kentucky that really beat Florida. Uh, and then you got an easier game with – uh, what was it? Yeah, Tennessee, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. So you played an easier part of the schedule with that, and you were like, okay, well those guys got their feet under them a bit, and now we're going to LSU. We get Elam back; that whole secondary should be good, uh, and then the Warts show up and run stop uh, up front, second level secondary. Didn't matter who Florida had uh, on the field, and then you, know, you had your big plays given up versus Georgia. Uh you No, know, no. Notre- I don't want to really single him out here because he played a great game overall. But, you know, just the, the, the one big play in the passing game uh, there, that you know, right over Rashad Torrance for a touchdown uh, with Georgia when they got one of the turnovers uh, and was able to just respond right away. But, you know, pick of a performance there for Rashad Torrance. But it, it really it, this boils down to uh, inconsistency. To me, it starts up front. You know, uh, incons- before the word inconsistency got thrown around as a blanket statement for this whole Florida team, it was that was the term for me for the Florida defensive line and up front they were you could see the potential but they were just really inconsistent it didn't matter if it was FAU USF Alabama uh, Tennessee you saw the inconsistency start there up front and that that's where it starts for me on this defense there as much as Florida needed those transfers coming in I'm glad they're here because Florida didn't need them but. There's just not a lot of a lot of consistency up there uh, up front, and, and it starts there. Um, there's another caller mentioned Brenton Cox earlier, and you're not getting a, a level of consistency from him. And it, it, it is funny, as much as we talk about recruiting, you know, it's the, a lot of the, the five stars we're pointing to, mostly transfers uh, from Florida. Not you're not getting a whole lot from Brenton Cox, Justin Shorter, uh, Lingard, Bowman, and it, it, whether whether their fault or not. Yeah, you know, that, that's not what I'm trying to get to at this point. But you know, as big as a uh, as we're pointing to recruiting matter, Florida's got some five stars on the roster that aren't really contributing a whole lot. Uh, so who do you, who, do you, who do you put that on there? Uh, that's up for interpretation. That's up for uh, you to decide uh, a, a bit. I mean, somebody like Cox who's been around the program for for a bit, we know uh, the issues on defense. So I, it's just a it's just a whole level of inconsistency. Uh, that's just uh, Basic best way to put it right now. Um, we had our worries about this defense this year coming in because of last year. Uh, if there was, I won't even say inconsistency from last year, they were consistently bad last year. Uh, so uh, you, you look at that and all that bled over uh, into this year and trying to fix some of the issues uh, that we saw last year. And are they better than last year? Sure. Are they at the level that they should be, or we want them to be? No, they're, they're not. And, too many times this season has a lot of the the look and the play the physicality the mentality of this defense that we saw last year still too many times we're seeing it this year but in, and I hate saying it coming off you know that was you know mainly your side of the ball and, and what you wanted to talk about and I kind of hate bringing it up after what I thought was a pretty good performance Saturday but we know big picture we know big picture that uh the the, the move eventually is and going to be made
5: yeah and you know i'm not talking about just the georgia game i understand that there's a lot of things went in in the georgia game and there were some good moments against georgia when they make stops especially i think first quarter they play very well you know yeah but um i'm talking about kentucky i'm talking about lsu i mean goodness gracious man like you can't stop the run whatsoever for four quarters but Again, I'm just comparing it with the Alabama game. For three quarters, they played, like, SEC championship-caliber football, dare I say that, you know? And then and then all of a sudden, you just have that kind of drop-off of in the same season against inferior teams in Kentucky and LSU. I just don't understand it, man. You know? I hate to go
2: I – mean, just you know, take Georgia as the example. They, they recruit, they develop on that side of the ball. Yeah, and – you, 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 if you want that level of consistency, that's what you got to do. I mean, I, you know, I hate falling back on that. I hate, you know, that it sounds so basic. But at this point, that's really what it is. And don't get me wrong, better, better coaches too. Uh, that, that comes into play. Uh, you know, Georgia has – the, the staff they've assembled uh, on that side of the ball, uh, from a Kirby Smart to a Dan Lanning to now a Will Muschamp, throw him in the mix. I mean, <laughs> their defense should be good with the way they recruit and who they have on the sideline and in the, and in the coach's office.
5: Cool, man. Listen, what do you think is going to happen? Well, last thing, man, and I get out of here. Uh, obviously, I do agree with, um, you know, previous caller. I think, you know, Dan Mullen seemed to be a premier um, play caller in the college football. I don't think he's going to be gone. Uh, it's just the opinion, obviously. But uh, but something has to change, it seems. Uh, what what is your prediction? What your God is telling you is going to happen, man?
2: Uh, with Mullet or just how the rest of the season is going to play out?
5: No, no, no. Going forward, I'm not even talking about rest of the season. I'm, okay, I'm okay. saying what kind of changes do you think team is going to make, whether, you know, for the remainder of the season, but primarily for the next season in order to get better?
2: Yeah, man. I, I, in that long thread I posted last night, I I, I don't have all the answers uh, for that. Um, I can give my opinion on how things will, will play out. Um, of course, Dan Mullen's got to be willing to change his approach uh, to recruiting, his approach to running a program. He um, a lot of a lot of ways people will throw it out there is you know he's a he's a great offensive coordinator for the University of Florida, but he's not a great head coach, CEO type uh, that can at least get Florida out of what they're in right now. Uh, at the time, as I said, you know when he was hired, he was the the, the right man for the job, to, uh, for what Florida needed at the time. Uh, but recruiting was always going to have to be there. Uh, and so the approach is going to have to change. And, you know, do, do people change their – you know, do Tigers change their stripes? Uh, and a lot of people will say no. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a mostly a believer that people don't change. Uh, they have their way, especially coaches. A lot of them want to do it their way or go down, die trying. Uh, and that's where we're at right now. If Dan Mo is not willing to change, He's not really if – he, if he's not willing to, to get rid of his friends on staff, if he's not willing to, to make some hard looks in the mirror and the, the whole approach of uh, the program, then, you know, it, it, we'll have to move forward. He'll have to move forward. The Gators will have to move forward. Uh, are we at that point right now? Only Dan Bowen can answer that. I, I don't know. If, if he's willing to change, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know a lot of you are not. Uh, and a lot of you probably fall back on history uh, and say he's not going to change. Uh, but the change is going to have to happen either way. Either he's going to have to change or Florida's going to have to change. And that's pretty much where I'm at with it right now. And I, and I don't know the answer. I don't know if he will or not. I don't know if Florida will or not. You know How much does the administration care? It's not 100% on Dan Mullen. I, I, I'm willing to admit that. Uh, but I know enough also with the approach behind the scenes that you know it can be better as well. But it also can be better above him. So there needs to be I'll look in the mirror from the university, the administration, Dan Mullen, Scott Strickland. Get on the same page. Everybody figure out what you want to be done. Now, if you if, if Florida doesn't want to make the changes or feel the changes doesn't need to be made, there's just not so much we can do about it to keep, except keep complaining. And maybe the voices are loud enough to where we you know force, force some change. But change has got to be willing to come from many, many levels at the University of Florida right now.
5: Hey, Dave, I appreciate it. Uh, One last thing is, man, I agree, man. Change is the only constant. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. I hope some of our players can hear your podcast and and they really are willing and, you know, they're looking to become, you know, what what people call as, um, what's the term for it? Like um, someone who loves the game. Um, someone who is really playing the game for the right reasons to watch the film and desire to get better every single day, man, because I think players can help out the coaches big time, too, if they can, you know, take this accountability and put out a good product on the field. But I appreciate having me, man. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, well, you know, well, this, the rest of the season will go a long way in, in, in determining that. So, All right, here we go. Let's see. My man True in here, Taylor. Yo, True, Taylor, what's up?
6: What's up? You want to go first, True?
7: Nah, you can go ahead and get it, beat up.
6: Man, we're just hearing all this stuff like, oh, well, if Dan Mullen will make the changes and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's been an SEC head coach for what, 15 years? Yeah, the
2: word word if is a
6: huge problem. How much is he going to change? I hate the whole, like, reactive approach. I mean, in 2019, we gave Jake Fromm his, like, best game of the year, all right? And then after that, you know, if you want to change the DB coaches or whatever, after that, that's fine. But then we wait till 2020 and we look awful. It's like, okay, now let's change the DB coaches. And now it's, okay, well, if we change the defensive coordinator. But then we still got – John Hevesy and Greg Knotts not doing. Can I cuss on here? Or? I'd rather no. I'd rather
2: not. But okay, <laughs>
6: not doing a dang thing on yeah. the trail. Like and John, I am,
2: I am tied with the TV station, so that's that's where okay. I get in trouble a little bit. <laughs> not,
6: this is all this is all new to me. So oh, good. I mean, oh, good. John Hevesy's so bad that like he's got kids that are getting pushed away from Florida. Like people said, Tyler Booker loved Florida, but he hated John Hevesy so much that he went to Alabama. Like. I just don't – I hate the reactive approach. Like, you look at the elite head coaches and they evaluate what's going wrong. Early on, you know, like Nick Saban, he saw – obviously, I hate comparing coaches to Nick Saban because nobody's Nick Saban. But he saw the way offenses were going and they were getting better. So, he changed his entire approach to offense. And look at where they are now. And now we're like, okay, well, if Dan makes X, Y, and Z changes, maybe it'll change. But, like, he is who he is at this point. That's just –
2: yeah, if, if, if and hope is dangerous right now. Uh, and, th- and that goes to, you know, part of my thing, with, even with the timeline. Even if you do make the changes, what's the timeline for that? Do we have to wait? Okay, well, now the recruiting approach is going to change and Florida's going to start, start getting better players. Okay, well, how long do we wait on those players? Do we have to wait another two years, another three years? You know, so even, even in the change, it can happen. It can make Florida better. But when do we see the payoff? Uh, I just, and I think that I think that goes a long way as well.
6: I don't want a head coach like so. I'm not. I'm hanging on by a thread, but I'm yeah. not at the point of firing Dan yet because I don't see a clear upgrade out there. And that again goes back to Florida's administration. I don't think they're doing everything they can do. I think it's like eighty recruiting is like eighty percent Dan and like twenty percent our administration. Would just be my yeah. guess, okay. but. They're not – whoever we're going to hire are still going to have some similar problems. But, like, when Kirby got hired at Georgia, he made so many demands to the administration at Georgia, like, this is what we need to do to get to where we want to be. I don't think Dan did any of that. He's just like, oh, yeah, Florida will recruit for itself. And now he's been sitting on his hands for the last four years. Yeah,
2: I I do think it took you by surprise a bit where Florida was at. Um, and maybe even – to a point where you know Florida's been starving for offense. That you know, <laughs> I can please them with that for a little while, and it, it buys me some time. I mean, I don't know. Just thinking out loud here. Um, so yeah, uh, it, um, it it does start top, uh, even even higher uh, than Mullen as far as complete program approach uh, to how serious they want to be uh, about football and. I don't know how I, I don't know how to change that except for be you know money plays, money goes a long way and, and voicing opinions go a long way uh, for, for for that so they gotta they gotta know at least from the fan base it won't be acceptable and then from then at least you did your part at least we did our part
6: and I just don't even know if they care anymore I mean you'd probably know better than I do but they're more worried about being the top five university than football and basketball at this point
2: it's definitely the way it looks. That's definitely the narrative that's out there. And if they don't want that narrative to be out there, then, you know, I, I know the facility is coming and and, and the pay – coaches are being paid a lot of money. Uh, you know, you look at those two aspects of it, you could say they're serious in that regard. But there's much more to it. Uh, there's much more to it than that.
6: Yeah, I mean, you can – again, you can do both too. You know, you can be a great university, Absolutely. and be great at sports. Yeah. So, Absolutely. they just – I look at Ohio to, State, like they, yeah, you just have to, have to balance. it black and
2: white? Does it have to be either or?
6: You're, you're, you're exactly right there. Yeah, but I was fuming. You know, listen, I'm just, I'm so dang mad at this point. I just, I had to get that off my chest. I'll let, I'll let True take over.
2: Yeah, all good. Be <laughs> Thanks, mad. Dave. It, it's good, <laughs> man. Believe me, it's good. They, they need to know.
6: Yeah, I don't know if they care what I have to say, but <laughs> at least I got somewhere to yell at somebody.
2: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Thanks, man.
7: Hey Andrew. man, should have went first because Taylor said a lot of things that I was gonna say. Um <laughs> I just You ain't
2: you you got shy, man. I know that.
7: <laughs> <laughs> man, I just for me, man, it's it's like Taylor was saying, at this point, for me, Dan Mullen is who he is. You know what I mean? So yeah. all of the, you know, well, if we just change this and if he just does that, first four years in. If he hasn't done it, at this point, what makes us think that he's going to do it now? And even if he does, why did it take four years for you to realize that you need to make a change? Um, I think even like somebody was saying earlier, you know, we just hold on to these recruits and get these commits. Like you said, all right, if we get them, even then, when are we going to see them? We got DeMarcus Bowman. We got Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lingo. We're still not playing these people. Um, I just – I don't really see how – it improves with Dan Mullen. Yeah, true.
2: Yeah, but my my point there, and I, and what I've brought up is, uh, he saw he saw what needed to be done and how it needed to be done right under Urban Meyer. And then he coached for years versus Nick Saban, right? And then he saw what Kirby was building early on at Georgia. Right. So that's that, that's my biggest worry. Is it wasn't hard to see. Right, At least for his position in his coaching history, he knows what has to be done. There's too much. He, he was around it. He was too close to it. And to think that he could do it his way a different way just, you know, by his development and his coaching style, look, it goes a long way. But who has been, <laughs> been developed,
7: though? Who has been developed? Like oh um, I mean, we there's, still there's, even there's a, there's, there's a lot of guys
2: in the NFL from these teams. A lot know. of people I, I, a lot of
7: people that were recruited by Jim McAway. Right? right. We got we got hey. we got like Hey
2: no 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 notice I said development now. I didn't say <laughs> <two years. laughs>
7: <laughs> like, like his guys like when I look at the game or just the season as a whole to this point, and I'm trying to identify what we're good at. Run defense, yeah. pass defense, special teams, like pass offense. We're not good at anything. (laughs) Like, these are your guys. Year four, you're supposed to be – we don't really need to recruit because we can develop so well. But you're not developing, man. Like, we're not good at any of this. So, like, what are you doing? If you're not going to recruit good players or the top notch, the highest, the most elite players, if you're not going to recruit them and your pitch to us is, well, don't worry about it. We got our own board. We're going to develop these guys then when you go and play these older guys, I need for these older guys to go out here and beat yeah. all these five-star freshmen that you were saying, ah, we ain't worried about it. We're going to develop these three and four, these low four-stars, and we're going to beat it like that. And it's not happening. We should have beat Kentucky. Yep. We should have beat LSU. We should None of that stuff should have happened. I'm not even saying we should have beat Georgia. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you right, said. Right. Like you said, it's not that the result really changed anything or whatever. We kind of knew what we knew um, going into the game. But – just the way we've been looking all season. I even and, and well, we shouldn't well, looked look at that Saturday.
2: There you go. And true. And, and big picture, should we be looking at it that way in year four? That that's where I'm at with you, man. right? Like we we shouldn't have to be asking these questions in year four, honestly. We really right. shouldn't. You know, when Dan Ball was hired in 2018, dude. All right, in year four, we're going to get blown out by Georgia. Georgia's going to be head and shoulders above Florida, right? You know, nobody would have accepted that then. At least I don't think so. But That's it, man? Yes, sir. Thanks, Drew. Let me get a few more of you in here. Nick.
8: Right, who we got in here now? What's up, Nick? Hey, good morning, Dave. Greetings from Birmingham. Yep, yep. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to keep beating this dead horse, Dave. Uh, I I just uh, – I really feel that we're prolonging the inevitable with Dan Mullen. And, uh, and I like Dan Mullen. And like you said earlier, Dave, when he was hired back in 18, he was the best out of what was out there. And I, I think it's a Band-Aid for a long-term fix. And you know we we talk and like I said I really do like Dan Mullen but he's not he I don't think he's a an elite head coach I really think he's a he's an offensive coordinator and that's the thing about it too Dave Nick Saban is probably your your defensive guru okay but he has Pete Golden as a defensive coordinator I think Dan if he's going to do anything I think he needs to bring in an offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, you know that's been brought up too. Uh, we've had this Brian Johnson conversation uh, a little bit, you know, of course dating back to last year, and and I, I think, I think Johnson gets probably too. I mean, don't get me wrong, he deserves credit. I think he probably gets too much credit uh, for last year's offense. I mean, I don't know how much different it looks honestly if he's not here and and, and Dan's calling the plays and you have Trask and Pitts and Tony. Uh, you know, Brian Johnson gets a whole lot of credit for that. But uh, I, you know, I've said it before, too. If he gets a whole lot of credit for that, then why does Dan Mullen get all the blame for Felipe Franks? Yeah. You know, I, it works both ways to me. I mean, if you can't praise one coach for one move and then not not, not criticize him for another move uh, at, at the same time. So, don't get me wrong. I mean, Brian Johnson, he deserves every accolade he gets. Uh, and I know for one thing, I'm taking it off the field a bit, the relationship. He had with the quarterbacks, especially Emory Jones, was really close. They, they, they. Those, I mean, they, those those two people loved each other, uh, and you know, Brian Johnson meant a whole lot to Emory Jones. So you know, mentally, maybe that's an aspect of it. Uh, and Brian Johnson's a, dang good coach too. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, I, it's it it is funny. I, I do think probably. As far as pure quarterback coach and, and how that goes, I think you know Mullins involved uh, Garrett McGee a whole lot as well, uh, much like he did Brian Johnson, giving the quarterbacks a, a lot to the quarterback coach and trusting the the quarterback coach. And look, that is part of coaching. You've got to be able to delegate, uh, especially in, in a lot of the issues that we're talking about now. You have you have to have a lot of help, you know, and you know you can't be a "Quote unquote, Wade, offensive coordinator, and not a CEO, head coach type. You know that that, and that yeah. works at Mississippi. That works at Mississippi State. Absolutely, it, it, it does. It, but at, at Florida, it, it's got it's got to be bigger than that.
8: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Dave. And like True and some of the other guys was talking about, far as you know, developing these guys. You know, when you got like Hevesy, you got three and low star four, uh, low star four, low four star guys." you know, that's on that offensive line, you know, you're trying to develop these guys. And now we're playing against five-star defenders, you know, and now, you know, these guys, it's, it's a lot of inconsistency, but you're talking about you a developer, but you're playing against five-star guys that, that's whooping you, um, you know, on Saturdays, you know, and, and the effort, the effort is 100% effort. It's not the effort, it's just the talent gap. So it's the talent gap from being a five star guy compared to being a, a three or a low four star.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely not questioning uh, the effort uh, up front on offensive line. Um, we've known about the the pass blocking issues on the right side of the line. You know, it was still worrying for me. Even as good as I thought this offensive line could be, because I thought you know Florida would be able to run the ball much more this year, and they did to start the season. And the offensive line deserved every accolade they were getting at the time. But we mm-hmm. still knew pass blocking was going to be the issue. And if you had to drop back and pass block, we, we, I, I knew the issues were still going to be there. I mean, I, I i don't regret giving Gene DeLance and Stuart Reese and those guys a whole lot of credit at the beginning of the year before they were able to run the ball. They deserved it. If we're going to slam them for all the bad they did, you know, I, I, I was going to give them a lot of credit for the good they were doing at the same time. But yes. at the same time, we knew what the issues were going to be, and if Florida couldn't run the ball, that was the worry. That was the worry for me uh, mm-hmm. this year. Florida couldn't run the ball because we knew the issues in uh, pass blocking, and, and you know, honestly, it, yeah, it it, it falls it, it falls back to recruiting once again. But yeah, I, I won't I won't question the effort there.
8: Yeah, yeah, and and last thing is this, uh, Dave. You know, like we talking about, Dan not being a good CEO of the whole team. Uh, case in point, Dave. You look at you look at special teams, Dave. And I said it on Twitter. Our special team has not been special at all. You know, when you're when you're playing teams like Kentucky, LSU, and the Georgia especially Georgia, when you know points are gonna be hard to come by, mm-hmm. you need something in special teams to flip that. You know, that they can change the momentum of the whole game. And we don't even have that. I thought I was thinking they was gonna give Finley Graham an opportunity to come back there. Nothing against Xavier Henderson, but I mean he's to me he's not electrifying back there and you need somebody back there to try to take the top off, you know, in a game like you playing with Georgia.
2: Yeah, man, I brought that up on I think it was either last week's Gators Breakdown Plus Q and A episode or here on Twitter spaces last week that you know special teams is the place I would have been aggressive, you know, try and steal some points. Uh, as you said, points were we're gonna be at a premium versus that Georgia defense. That's definitely a place I was looking at uh to be even more aggressive or at least something changing there. Uh, And I know you missed the field goal early. uh, Then you had a fourth and 13 that you decided to go for, maybe because you missed that field goal. Me, I would have have kicked the field goal anyway. Yeah. Uh, But also, like you said, your punt blocking, punt return, kick return, uh, anything. Anything just to get it going. Anything different. Uh, Like, uh, you know, it just – and the way the game played out was weird as well. Of course, with that whole everything got to end of the second second quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. It's um, there was one place I was looking for something different, some more aggression to try and steal some points, get some "quote unquote" cheap points. Uh, but yeah, you know, it wasn't there.
8: Yeah. Okay, Dave Ray, I appreciate <clears throat> you, man. Go Gators. Go Gators. Uh,
2: Joseph is still there. Let's see. All right. Let me bring a few more in here. Jeremy, J-May. Judge, are you there, man? Yeah, I'm here, Dave. There we go. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. That and clear. All
9: right. um, Yeah, first time speaking on here. I appreciate everything you do.
2: Thanks,
9: man. Uh, Good morning, Dave.
2: Uh, I'm
9: just going to bring up a lot of
4: stuff. Uh, Everybody else is. Um, We kind of knew what we had when we got Mullen to begin with. Um, Looking at his record against – it's not been very good. Um, recruiting's always been an issue.
10: And um, like the gentleman just said, this isn't going to be a fast fix um, with recruiting. Um, we, can, we can hire a new D.C., um, maybe offensive line coach, but that stuff's going to take a few years to work itself out. And is Gator Nation really
9: um, prepared to wait that long?
2: Yeah, you know the, the the changes, you know, if they're being made now, I mean, the, they can have an immediate impact as far as kind of like what we're seeing this year. You know, you can hopefully, you know, penalties or fix themselves, turnovers fix themselves. The, the a lot of inconsistency we see. I think it's more about w- and what we want is when are you competing for championships. Uh, so if you make those changes and you get the immediate payoff of just some cleaner football, okay, well, then you start winning the games you're supposed to win. You start beating the Kentuckys. You start beating the LSU teams that we've lost through the last couple of years. You at least improve in that regard. But when do you start beating Georgia? When do you start beating Alabama? And you're right. That, that's not a fast pace. That That's still going to take some time. Uh, but that time's going to be there whether you keep Dan Mullen and give him the time or bring a new guy in uh, right away um, just because of what we've seen on the recruiting side of it the last few years. It's not a fast fix. Nobody's going to come in here and win. If you make a coaching change right now, you decide Dan Mullen decides he doesn't want to be here, you decide you don't want to get rid of him, that's not a magic elixir for Florida winning the National Championship next season and maybe even a year after that. So either way, either way, the time's going to be there. It's just whether you're willing to let it be with Dan Mullen or not, if he's willing to change it. All
4: right, I got one more more thing here. Um, I hear a lot of these uh, coaches' names that are brought up for um, replacements for Todd Grantham and uh, a couple more. What's your thoughts on maybe trying to poach from some of these top teams that we're going against, like uh, Georgia's D.C. or – you know, Alabama's offensive line coach. Uh,
2: Alabama's offensive line coach is Doug Marone, former head coach of the Jaguars. Uh, and, you know, Alabama's got that rehab program going for coaches. So I don't uh, I don't see getting him. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, they're, they're all leaving Alabama to come to Florida. Um, unless, for whatever reason, you start paying tons of money <laughs> for it. Um, because the coordinator, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm Hesitant to get too far on that. Uh, I think it happens. Uh, I usually wait for that stuff to happen uh, before I start talking too much. But uh, Doug Belk, defensive coordinator at Houston, a guy I'd look for. Uh, and, of course, yeah, you, start, you start mentioning – Maybe a Glenn Schumann at Georgia. He's a co-defensive coordinator, inside linebacker, like you're saying. If you want to try and take somebody, post somebody from who we're going against every year. Uh, Glenn Schumann's probably a name I'm looking out for. I don't think I don't think Dan Lanning uh, is leaving Georgia for a defensive coordinator job at Florida. His next move is a head coach somewhere. Uh, but he is a Glenn Schumann. It's a co-DC at Georgia. Would you look at somebody like that? All right, Dave. Appreciate man. Go getters. uh jeremy i think
9: you're in here now hey good morning dave hey man hey i want to um i know dan Muller. he's he's a little uh weird maybe uh who i, I was thinking that, that that may be the problem he could get nobody other than damn john Hevesy, who's been with him for 20 years or billy gonzalez which i really like billy gonzalez but maybe um and then uh the tight end Bruce, tight end coach Brewster. They've coached together before that he, the Mullen may be the problem as far as hiring people that nobody wants to come coach with him. I know he's arrogant as hell. And I think, I don't know. I don't know if anybody would even hire Todd Grantham. So I don't think he'd even have an option to leave. So he, he had to stick with Mullen, but man, a change has got to be made and it's got it should be, it should have been made after, uh, well, last year really. But, uh, uh, I just think changes got to be made. And I don't think Dan. I I'd like to keep Dan Mullen, but I think uh, Florida needs to open up the playbook. And I'm not talking about just defensive coordinator. We got to open up uh, the uh, not playbook, the checkbook. I'm sorry, checkbook. We got to yeah, open the checkbook yep. for everybody. We, 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 we got to be a big spender, man. I mean, this is University of Florida. Um, We've got to be a big spender. Uh, I know Georgia spends big. I know they're paying Muschamp pretty good. I know a lot of his is coming under the table, but I know he's making very good. Um, I don't know. I, I'm 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 a disgruntled uh, Florida fan today, um, <laughs> and then and then my damn Braves lost last night. I Stayed up to midnight yeah. watching that. So all right, Dave. I just want to uh, vent for a minute. I'm going back watching the Georgia game today as I did yesterday. And y'all have a good week, man. All right, man. Uh,
2: yeah, I do think, you know, there's, there's some um, part of that where an uh, arrogance and cockiness and working under Dan Mullen uh, probably is a little difficult. I've heard that. Uh, but I think, you know, I've heard the same for Kirby Smart. I think we all know it's probably not easy to work for Nick Saban as well. Uh, you, you, it's um, That's kind of the reality of it uh, right now. It's, it's uh, probably not easy working for a lot of Big difference workers. in Nick Saban uh, and
9: Dan Mullen, though. Yeah.
2: Oh, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But there's a there's a lot guys will put up with <laughs> when uh, you you start looking at resumes and what it can do for you and and all that. So, um, but yeah, it, I've heard it, it is tough uh, to work uh, under with uh, Dan Mullen. Hopefully, that's not holding Florida back from getting you know who they want. As you said, open up the checkbook. Checkbook can uh, checkbook can erase a lot of that as well. Uh, and we'll see. Hopefully Florida making some big moves there. All
9: right. Let's see. J-Man. Hey Dave, I got now. one more thing I want to say I'm gonna say it yeah. real quick. Um Who uh Hopper, he played safety in high school. Wingo played defensive end in high school. And who's the other one? Oh, Diabata, he played defensive end in high school. That's something that's gotta change, man. We can't go recruit. Yeah. Bring in a high school recruit and think we're going to change his position and think it's going to work out. We our development and our development at every position. Even Gervon Dexter, man, he is he is not being developed right at all. He should be a, a damn straight monster out there. Uh, Jalen Carter, he was I think he was a five star and he looks like a five star at Georgia. Gervon Dexter was a five star and and he's like a damn. He's like a just a role player out there. He 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 makes a play and runs off the field. Comes back home for one play. Runs off the field. Man, we got. I mean, we got to develop players, man. We can't you go in there and hoping we develop players. We not even seeing the field. None, man. It, I mean, why did you bring him in and think you could uh, turn him in from one position to another? That, that's that's beyond me. Yeah, it, it's
2: happened a lot, man. That's been my you know, my biggest complaint against this defense. Uh, not not enough true position guys. Uh, taking guys from, you know, playing positions in high school and trying to fit them in somewhere, uh, so um, identifying how you're going to use the guys and as you said, identifying that development has certainly been an issue uh, there for Florida, especially at the linebacker position. Especially there, you know, you, you, your true linebackers are young guys um, who are now you know behind these other guys and having and having to wait their time. You know, you don't you're not throwing out Jeremiah Williams out there as, as a true freshman. Um, and, you know, and of course, you know, getting Ventron Miller hurt at the beginning of the year, uh, hurts that a bit, but still, we, we knew everybody around him, uh, was still trying to figure out the linebacker position, still trying to figure out how to play the linebacker position and, it, and it's showing up, uh, it, it's showing up a lot, uh, especially at that position of guys you know, that you didn't recruit a whole lot of true linebackers for. And it's really showing up week in and week out. All right. All right, Jamie. I think you're good now, if you're still there.
11: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah. well, yeah, i clear. Awesome, awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, obviously, I've been listening to a lot of these Twitter spaces and a lot of things you've been saying all season, but something that I've been really kind of keeping an a ear out for is kind of the, the narrative. Since the Oklahoma game, I kind of feel like a lot has uh, faded in Dan Mullen. I don't want to get rid of him. I think that college football is an offensive game, and you've got to be able to recruit elite quarterbacks. So that, in my mind, gives Dan Mullen, you know, another year to continue in the program. But something that I've just been noticing is just wondering if he's got the will and desire to be here. You know, since the Oklahoma game, a lot of things have kind of um, changed. And I'd noticed that for the presser of the Georgia game, that was the first time he had took a lot of accountability. And I know a lot of the uh, beat writers kind of noted that as well. Thomas Goldkamp and Nick Dilatory both mentioned that kind of looked like a different Dan Mullen. so that kind of gave me hope that any of this can even happen as far as having the will to recruit better, having the desire to, to change. And I've been saying this whole season that everyone knows that the defensive coordinator is gone and that likely changed the defensive staff. But to me, the biggest tell is will he be willing to change offensive line? Because as he's noted and he knows, and we all know this is a line of scrimmage league and a game that we just got dominated because we are not recruiting sufficiently in the trenches. So how can you keep John Hevesy and keep that going? knowing that we're basically starting the season with seven guys on the offensive line that we're going to roll with, that never is going to happen with injuries and being able to consistently run and pass protect. So the biggest tell for me is, is if he were to replace John Hevesy with someone that can recruit and just bring in a different mindset, that would be huge to me because he's willing to let go of his, you know, his friend, his confidant, and just drive the program, you know, to make changes. So, I mean, we either invest in uh, Dan Mullen as offensive guru and support him with a better staff, or we can pay $12 million and buy him out and uh, start all over again. I mean, why not use that money to support him with, you know, quality coaches and, you know, some elite recruiters, because that's really the name of the game.
2: Yeah, and you know, he's he's got to be willing to to do that as well as you said. But you know, if he's willing to, and that's where I say with the administration as well, open up the open up the checkbook, open up the wallet. You know, as I said, there's going to have to be a a come to Jesus moment for everybody involved and in how they want to move Florida football forward. Uh, and it's going to it's going to take some change. It's not just going to be in saying we're going to change and staying with the same group of characters. No, yeah. there's going to have to be massive change uh approach wise personnel wise staff wise every level of florida football and maybe even every level of florida athletics needs to be you know really really zeroed in on and what and what they want and how they convey what they want to the fan base
10: uh, i will say this um i think dan mullen will get another year i just i don't think florida wants to pay that buyout um I wish we weren't of that mindset. I mean, LSU sure don't have a problem paying $18 million to Orgeron to get him out of there. But I I think that if he – the only way I think I could see that change is if we lose to L- FSU. If we lose to FSU, I think the noise is going to get louder than he ever expected. And, um, and as well it should. Um, the offensive line – go ahead
2: yeah yeah if this year plays out like we think it probably will and florida ends eight and four he's he's back now seven and five all, all bets are off i i have no yeah. idea either uh now yeah. maybe and maybe that goes to one of the other parts where we talk about how how serious is the administration and i'm not gonna yeah. sit here and say you know if they don't fire damn well then they're not serious i'm just saying if if they do then that
10: does him some sort of message oh sure and uh I think they need to they need to hardball him. We talked about that a few weeks ago. They need to do exactly what Michigan did with hardball, you know. Uh look at their game Saturday. Yes, they lost, but Michigan was competitive. I mean, they nearly won that game. And would a Michigan a few years ago have done that? No. Michigan was soft. Michigan wasn't any good. They changed the coaches and then one year those guys turned that team around. You know? Michigan State was a pretty soft football team. They weren't very good last year. Mel Tucker comes in, changed the culture completely. Um, Mullen did that when he came to Florida. He changed the culture. The problem was he did not recruit. He didn't give effort enough to recruit. And you saw Saturday the product of lazy recruiting and a guy that just simply don't care about that phase of coaching. And what Kirby Smart said, we can hate him, we can do whatever. He was on the money, what he said after that game, about recruiting. And that was a shot at Dan Mullen, and and I'm glad he did it. I think he actually did us a favor, to tell you the truth, because I think it helped open a lot of people's eyes. Hey, why is our coach not doing that, you know? Preaching to the choir, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. At At least on that
2: side, at least on that aspect of it.
10: Yeah, man. Well, listen, everybody have a good morning. we're going to get through this. I believe things are going to get fixed. I just don't know if it's going to be fixed under Mullen or a new coach. So, go Gators, man. Go Gators. Thanks, ET.
0: What's up, Benny? What's up, Dave? How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Hey, I just wanted to chime in. Uh, you know, I like to look at this as what we can do as well. I, I, I've i heard recruiting, 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 recruiting over and over. This. and And we all can say, okay, Let's look at the landscape here. I looked at five and four stars on 247 versus the Gators, Georgia. I think they have uh, 19 five-stars on the staff, on on the team. Uh, You know, we have six, um, many of – some of which were transfers that probably got, you know, outplayed where they were. Um, And, uh, you know, when I look at that – when I looked at the total number of 19 – 17 extra players that are five and four stars – I, you know, I'm not that good at math, Dave. But how many players get on a football field? Uh, eleven on, eleven on each side, right? So if you're lining up 17 five and four stars that are bigger, faster, stronger, you, you you're playing at a disadvantage, to say the least. Now that doesn't mean you win and lose, but according to history, uh, when I look at the the playoff, I see I see Alabama, 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 Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Georgia,
2: Georgia. There's there's a baseline there.
0: And so, what I want to say, guys, and this is this is key. Ready? Right? Everyone needs to understand this. We have a great on the field coach. We all know that he can he can do things on offense, right? We all love an offensive game. We're, the, we're Gator Nation. We have the ability now to directly impact the advantages that Florida can bring to uh, recruits that say, "Where do I want to enroll next year?" Well, if we were somehow to get a fan base together that says. Let's consolidate our effort and let's show that an incoming freshman class has a fan club that wants to know them so bad that we are willing to say we have seven figures, a million dollars, that we could say you're going to get a million dollars in cash as an NIL opportunity if you choose Florida over Tennessee, Mr. Walter Dolan. (laughs) Okay? Let, let Let me spell this out, Gator Nation. This isn't, this isn't the old recruiting. The coach comes in, says some cool stuff, eats popcorn with your parents, and goes to Chick-fil-A, and, oh, come to Georgia, come to Georgia, because Georgia has cool colors. No, you know what color is better than red and black? Green. <laughs> and these players want opportunities. Now, everyone listening, ready? We can be entrepreneurial with this dilemma we're in, or we could sit on the sideline like fans and say, why isn't my coach recruiting well enough? In three years from now, there's going to be a fan base out there, and I'm hoping it's us, where they're going to be able to tell incoming freshman class, you are going to get seven figures because we're crazy fans here. We want to know you. And when you're getting cash here. it ain't going to be some incentive-laced deal like that Justin uers I can't even say his last name, whatever. That Justin guy from from Ohio State, it's incentive lace. He has to win the Heisman. He has to win national championships to get his money. No, we're going to say our incoming freshman class – they get million-dollar cash opportunities here at Gator Nation because we joined a fan club that want to know them so bad. Either we could sit back on the sidelines and say, "Oh, it's all on the coaches and administration, and I'm such a big Gator fan, I'm just going to sit back and, and complain about it." Or we could say, "No, I got six bucks a month. I was going to go get Starbucks this morning, but I'm just going to put my six bucks in the pot and see if we can get seven figures together so that we can literally say, "Who wants to come to Florida?" But we, we, we accumulated two million dollars for the next ten recruit Simon coming off the edge from Tennessee. You better be the
2: Sorry right, Eddie, you're breaking up there, but yeah. We we get the point. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it right here for Eddie, the Gedger Collective. That's what we're talking about. You can do your part. It, yeah, we are mentioning recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And the, the, the game of recruiting has changed. Uh, you've heard me plug it on Gators Breakdown, on Twitter, the social media aspect of it. Recruiting's changing, NIL style. And Gator Nation has started something special, the first one to do it of the kind. Gator fan base can join. The money goes to the players. Um, we're planning on having th- this very platform, a Twitter space, where people can get their questions answered about the Gator Collective, but the base of it. If we want to talk recruiting, recruiting, recruiting and how the game is changing, as, as Eddie said, it ain't red and black, it's not orange and blue, it's not crimson and white, it's green. Uh, and like it or not, that's where, that's where the game is heading. Uh, and we can do our part. We can, we can come together some form or fashion as, uh, uh, as Gator Nation with the Gator Collective and at least speak to recruits that way. Uh, and we'll, at least we can say we did our part. And hopefully it pays off. And if you're there, you might can jump back in. You said I know you probably your, your signal was going was in and out there. I just say last thing.
0: You know, I'll, 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 can you hear me? Can you hear me all right now? Can you hear me? Okay all good. Now? All good. Okay, yep. I, I just want to say last thing. Uh, th- this is really and, and uh, again, the entrepreneurial spark, uh, the entrepreneurial aspect of this needs to be organized. Everyone become a member. Everyone find three Gator fans that are also upset. Become a member. Fifty. looking at? Right. We'll, get, we'll, we'll
2: get you back. Yeah. All right. We'll Thank get you, you back, man. You, you dip, you dip it in and out. But yeah, we get, we get the message. We, uh, like I said, do my part. We'll get it out there. Uh, we'll get that platform out there even, even, even more. But yeah, if we want to talk recruiting, we can, we can start there. Uh, and 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 do our part and help our, uh, help our orange and blue, uh, in that form or fashion. So, all right, there we go, man. Went pretty long here. I get it. Believe me. Like I got, I got this whole week off work, so I was it long. I wanted to expand in it, get you guys on here. We did that. Um, I know uh, one more group therapy session. <laughs> that's what that's what we had here here on this Monday morning after Florida uh, gets beat by Georgia thirty four seven. Hopefully, brighter days on the horizon. Brighter years on the horizon. I know that's what we all hope. Uh, all we could do right now is you know, watch the rest of the season go by. We'll see where it takes us at the end of this year, as far as any changes, um, however big or small they be, they, they may be, uh, but that's, uh, we'll do our part. You know, we'll talk some football uh, right here. Gators breakdown, Twitter, social media, you know, don't, uh, don't quit being a fan. Uh, and I know a lot of you are not. Um, we'll, we'll watch those Gators and we'll cheer together. We'll complain together. That's just what we do best here. Uh, but uh, everybody, you know, hold tough, hold tough. we we'll, uh, Something, something Changes will happen. We'll, we'll see what changes will be made. But they'll, they'll, they'll happen. They'll happen. We'll see if there'll be enough eventually. All right, that'll do it here on this Twitter Spaces. Uh, will, Miles, and I get breakdown tonight at 9 o'clock on YouTube, live version. If you want to watch it live, if not, of course, you can always check out the podcast version. Go back get even more of my thoughts on the Florida Georgia review show I put out there uh, yesterday. Even more looking back at the game and – You know, kind of thoughts on the quarterback situation, expanding it a little bit more as well for the – just going back and looking at that disastrous last couple minutes of the first half uh, as well. So – but some big picture look, you know, from my side too. But everybody, thanks for hopping on this. Very, very interactive Twitter spaces. And I'll see you again on Gators Breakdown.